Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Happy Easter, guys and dolls. I'm your host, Sandra London, and you're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. It is Sunday, April 8th, 2012, and it is Easter. I'm going to start out tonight's episode with uh, the very first song, which will be I'm the One by Wesley Harding, and I'll have much, much more, so please stick around. Here you go.
That was I'm the One by Wesley Harding. How'd you guys like that out there? That song's pretty sweet. I think this guy is really on to something. I played one of his songs last week, I believe. Uh, and yeah, he's good. So I'm going to go ahead and play one more song, and I'll be right back with some news briefs um, and sexy time. So just hang on tight. This next song coming to you is called Last Night by Petey Green, featuring King Bayez.
all sorts of very important people. Um, a lot of our presidents, uh, George H.W. Bush, Reagan, Carter, Ford, Nixon, Kennedy, and also people like Johnny Carson, Ahmadinejad, Manuel Noriega, and even Dr. Jack Kevorkian. And he's known for being like very hard-hitting, cutting-edge, hold, no holds barred, like just not afraid to ask the tough questions. And that's awesome with any journalist or anyone uh, who wants to be, I don't know, who wants to, yeah, do journalism, whether it's over the television or the radio, uh, in print, um, all these kind of things. So, yes, I just wanted to go ahead and salute and tribute uh, Sir Mike Wallace. Rest in peace. Um, I will now move into, I have some more, like, happier news, in a sense, <laughs> and sexy news, too, but I'm going to wait a little bit for that. But what I can do in the meanwhile is I actually uploaded um, one of my erotic stories called Fuck You, Blow Me, A Love Story, and it was a story I wrote um, uh, in dedication, with a dedication to Hurricane Irene. <laughs> so I guess you'll sort of see what I mean in just a second. <laughs> so let me know how you guys like like this one if you haven't heard it already. Uh, and here we go. Fuck You, Blow Me, a love story dedicated to Hurricane Irene. Sandra London TV. There we go. You're watching a Sandra London original parody. Dear Irene, fuck you, blow me. A love story. Hey, Sandra, baby girl. Thank you for giving a romance <laughs> an opportunity to say what's up to my little shorty, Irene. She'd be tripping sometimes. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. What is that? Hey, Irene Boo, let me holla at you. By the time you read this letter right here, I'm going to have your ass on lock. <laughs> Who you think you is, Miss Fang? You're covered and been blown. I was watching the news last night after you just done took off from eating thin the other day. They showed you bearing your ass across nine different states. What? Mm-hmm. I've seen you. And big flashing letters on one of them damn channels. T.S. Irene lashes out all across New England. You got put on blast. Now, just how you just going to get up and jump out of my establishment anytime you get good and ready to? And then toys is property of Eden. Not you. You heard? Eden. That don't spell Irene. Your name and on none of them whips and chains you out there fling around, swinging at people like you ain't got no home training. You done lost your mind. Your house beat is past due. You heard me? And what do you do? You hightail it out all the way to the other coast, messing with my demographics. Oh, you fancy, huh? I'm keeping tabs, Mama, and you'll be working your highfalutin tail off as soon as I Google Earth your current location. Say I won't. Mm-hmm. Shoot. Racking up all these bills, living the life of Lucy Goosey. You still ain't no porcelain. We both know this. Apologize. You know you ain't right. I seen you. Twirl around and rain on everybody parade. Just wait. You got yourself a lot of explaining to do. And quit crying all day long. We ain't got time for your tears. We want you to sit your ass down, dry off, go get you some Claritin and leave folks alone. When we done handling the situation, we putting you right back on Greyhound from whence you came, baby girl. Now go get you some rest and call me tomorrow after you figure out what the hell is wrong with you. Yo, gangsta truly, one love, Sir Master P-I-N-P, 
Duke, doggy dog. That was Fuck You, Blow Me, a love story dedicated to Hurricane Irene. Um, what actually inspired that was basically I was watching um, a different comedy stand-up uh, shows, and I was watching Lavelle Crawford, who's one of my favorite comedians, and he was doing the craziest rendition of uh, The Exorcist, um, but if it took place in a black household, and it was just hysterical, and he just went completely into character, <laughs> and just, it was ridiculous and funny and awesome, so that's kind of what inspired me, and this was around the time of uh, Hurricane Irene, it had either just finished, or, yeah, I believe it had just finished, uh, doing its, its, its mess <laughs> on our, our lovely green earth, but yeah, so... <laughs> And that's where that came from, and that was me trying to sound like a dude um, and, like, the manager of Hurricane Irene. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, let me give you another song, and then I'll be back with more news. Um, and, as I promised last week, I will be doing a live reading of at least an excerpt from The Gentler Side of the Caveman, which was a user-submitted um, erotic story. Uh, and it's really good. It's by a guy named Sea Lover, and he gave me express permission, and I would love, love, love to do a live reading of that for you. I have not done any live reading of it, um, you know, before, so this will be a first time ever. Yeah. <laughs> so here you go. The next song, in the meanwhile, is Nice Ass by Ulterior Motives. And here you go.
fellas, why don't you come over, check this out.
what was it, in Savannah, Georgia, when I was staying at the mansion at Forsyth Park. It's like this super luxurious resort. I was there like after uh, the Night Moves Awards in Tampa. I just took a road trip that lasted about a week or two, um, all just snaking my way up through uh, the East Coast and Southeast. And there's a book that came with the package for the room that I got. And it I don't have it in front of me, but I do have the, a couple of the tips in front of me that were kind of cool. And um, it's something like over 100 naughty sex tips type thing. And a lot of it was kind of old hat. Like, I'm all I've seen that before. I know this one, I know that one. But some are kind of interesting. Um, and I'll, I'll give you two of those right now. One was um, secret number 102, which was, uh, let's see, it says, to give your lovemaking a sexy glow, try a blue light bulb. They make they make the skin seem smoother, more touchable, and radiant. Purple light, incidentally, magnifies sexual organs, making them appear larger than life. Ooh, interesting. And they actually caution against red. They said that causes you to feel irritable and something else that's not cool. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe they're right. I think maybe pink. A pink light bulb might soften the edge a little bit, but... These other ones are pretty cool, so I think I'm going to try that out. And the other one, the second tip was, um, oh, it says for women, uh, rub a few drops of lavender oil in your hair and have your male partner use cucumber body wash for an ultimate aphrodisiac. So the smell of cucumber is supposed to stimulate women, um, and the scent of lavender oil drives men wild. That's just the conclusion. <laughs> I believe that, definitely. Um, I've seen that in action. It's pretty hot. <laughs> so maybe I did know that one. Darn it. It's hard to surprise me with that. So if anybody else has, like, a really novel, naughty sex tip, please let me know. Feel free to do so. Um, let me give you that call-in number one more time and give you some more music. Uh, the call-in number? Ooh. Where'd it go? Oh, 858-815-2333. Once again, 858-815-2333. And now for the next song, ladies and gentlemen, I will choose... What's on the order for today? Ooh, how about... <clears throat> Outcast by Aaron Brown. Let me just get to it. You're listening to Playtime with Sandra Radio. And here's Outcast by Aaron Brown.
Oh my goodness, guess what? <laughs> I found the story. Woohoo! So I can finally actually do uh the live reading of Gentler Side of the Caveman by Sea Lover. So I will go ahead and start. Woohoo. Alright, here we go. Gentler Side of the Caveman. <clears throat> Alright. I had just returned from several years in the Far East, working with and for a guy named Dave. I was living near Fort Meade, Maryland, where I worked. Dave and his wife, Deborah, invited me over for a day of work and dinner as I was helping them build a fence. I finished and was cleaning up for dinner when I spotted a headshot-only photo of a young woman on the mantle. She was simply stunning, with Mediterranean features, thick, shiny, jet-black hair to past her shoulders, almond complexion, wide mouth, Hurt nose, fine cheekbones, dark olive eyes, a mile deep. I demanded to know who she was. It turned out she was Amy, Dave's sister, age 21. She had just graduated from college in Georgia, where Dave's family was from. Amy was teaching elementary school in rural, rural Georgia, making just barely enough money to stay alive. Literally, having graduated, or she had graduated summa cum laude in English with a minor in mythology. She was scary smart, artsy, and described to me as dark before people knew what gothic was. Dave claimed she had a brick shithouse body, and when Deborah nodded gravely, I knew I was in, or wanted to be. She was single and unattached partly because of the limited selection available in the backwoods, but partly because she was reportedly intimidating to men. My nostrils flared at the challenge. I decided I was in love, or something similar, on the spot. First time that had ever happened to me. I demanded her contact info from Dave, displaying true sibling loyalty. Yeah, right. He gave me her mailing address. That was all I needed. That night, I wrote her a letter. It went something like this. I've just seen your picture and immediately perceived you to be divine. I intend to send you a one-way air ticket to Washington, D.C. with open return so that we may meet here and fulfill our destiny together. Something like that. Very bluff. (laughs) I was very cocky then. I sent it. A couple days later... Amy, dead drunk at 3 a.m., called Dave at his house. He and his wife are in bed, of course. As later explained to me, the conversation went something like, Who is this guy? What did you tell him? Is he crazy? Etc. I'm told that after Dave spoke up for me as a man, the conversation then evolved to, Well, what is he like? Is he nice? What does he look like? When her brother couldn't provide satisfactory answers to those questions, Amy demanded that Dave wake Deborah up and put her on. He did. What a guy. Thanks, hubby. Deborah reportedly described me as smart, sweet, funny, and hunky. Ah, well, so I'm told. Dave duly reported all this to me at work a few hours later. Time for phase two. I sent a bouquet of a dozen long-stemmed red roses, yep, to her workplace, a rural southern elementary school, remember, with a telegram, essentially repeating my declaration of intent to bring her to me so that we could be united and that God's work on earth could be completed thereby. I specified that they were to be delivered together during the workday. Well, you might be able to imagine the sensation all that created, Miss Jones, Miss Jones, do you have a boyfriend? The little girls all wanted to dish. The boys were grossed out. What do you people ever see in us? If sex wasn't so much fun, I'm quite sure the population would dwindle because we men couldn't be bothered to reproduce. In due course, I learned the reaction wasn't a lot different in the teacher's lounge. It seems that old, jaded teachers in the rural south, even those with a lot of bed scars on their backs, don't get to see a lot of roses. Note that, in all this, I had never included a telephone number, deliberately, 
That only happened when Dave threatened to kill me if I didn't. Amy was making his home life miserable with her daily demands for status reports and new information. To save her the expense, I called her unannounced on the number Dave gave me. But when I identified myself, it took her less than five seconds to regain poise. A very cool lady. And then we just talked about everything under the sun for over an hour. By the end of that time, it was agreed. She would fly to Washington, stay with me in my townhouse for a four-day long weekend, and then return to Atlanta. After that, we'll see. I did make it clear that I had a spare bedroom, so it was not so crass as to require her to commit to boning me sight unseen, give me some credit. Well, she arrived. I picked her up at the airport, and wow, all as advertised. A witchy, gypsy woman who moved like a cat, smiled like the sun itself, and made my vision close in from loss of blood to my head. Figure it out. We got home, had a drink, went to dinner, drank some wine, drank some more, and talked and talked all along. In due course, I escorted her to her bedroom. We hugged, pecked quickly, and I closed her door. I went to my own master bedroom and closed the door. I needed to because for the next half hour, I jerked off so hard I thought I was going to pull my dick out by its roots. We drove to Annapolis the next day, and being as I'm a Naval Academy graduate, I gave her the insider tour. She seemed genuinely interested, and at one point, complaining of the uneven cobblestones, she clung to me, or, or complaining of the uneven cobblestones, she clung to me as we walked along the ancient back streets. I didn't think much of it at the time, but later learned she had the balance and coordination of a mountain goat. I found that out the hard, fun way, but I'm getting ahead of the story. The second evening, I cooked at home. I've come to understand that there are few things more endearing to a woman than for a man to cook for her as a crotch key. It's hard to beat. We had a lot of wine and then went to the sofa with after-dinner cordials for more talk. Having done my homework, I asked her about mythology, and her eyes absolutely glowed in the dark. The feline parallels were becoming downright spooky (laughs) as she spoke for an hour, nonstop. Near bedtime, she arched her back in a protracted and exaggerated way, making her nipples pop and belly show as her shirt pulled up. Mm -mm. And said, in her southern drawl, Dave tells me you know something about massage. (laughs) Remember, Dave and I had been in Japan together, and he knew my teenage living lover had taught me a massage and other things, to the envy of my peers, even the married ones, like Dave. After that, after that flat and all of that walking today, I sure could use some of that right about now. Her doe eyes settled onto me. Your move, sport. As calmly as I could manage, I guided her to the guest bedroom where she was sleeping. After all, a good massage leaves the recipient in a puddle of utter bodily relaxation. You don't have to walk far. And she teasingly said, Now don't you peek, as she stripped to bra and bikini panties and lay face down on the futon the bedding arrangement in my bachelor townhouse in a spare bedroom. I, of course, stripped concomitantly, as required by custom in Japan, to my briefs. I worked her over well, and as I'm proud of saying, I am a superb messer. She was sighing and murmuring after most of an hour, during all of which time she was on her belly, and I was being punctiliously correct in my professional behavior. But... Ever so, the skilled masseur knows more than a few tricks. I was delighted to hear her whimper as I stroked her dimples of Venus, those two symmetric dimples that only women have, straddling the spine, a generally underappreciated erogenous zone. 
As I traversed her spine upwards from there, she groaned in pleasure until I reached her intact bra strap. And then, if that thing is in your way, just unhook it. I did, and the pillows of her tits decompressed underneath her. Sometime later, it was time for the ass cheeks. I gingerly rubbed the exposed areas, tracing the edge of the panty line, being careful not to cross the line. She whispered, You can just take that off. I did, and, of course, I was then honor-bound to complete my own strip. My bent-in-half cock thanked me for the release. She very much appreciated the opportunity to get the complete rear hemisphere massage based on her size. Then I held my breath as, um, Amy, it's time to turn over. She turned her head to look at me, locked her eyes onto mine, smiled such that her eyes had all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and slowly rotated her body on the futon, casually shucking the bra away as she went. Yowza, brick shithouse it is. What a lush body. Down to the densely forested dark jungle at her crotch. De rigueur in those days. Amy gazed at my own nakedness, consuming me in a cool, appraising stare before speaking. Looks like somebody's happy at what he sees. What do you mean? I asked. She crawled her middle finger behind her thumb and then released it to plink my quivering belly horn as I knelt, knelt beside her. Doink, she said as her finger whacked my stiff tallywhacker, and not over gently, as I recall. Ow, I replied. You think you're going to get to use that thing tonight? She, whis- she whispered huskily. Well... I, uh, now that line was a test. A less confident lover would have limped at such a direct challenge. In fact, I was already a quite experienced coxman at that point, and really very confident, a bit too much so, as time would later demonstrate, but that's another story. Still, this woman was in an altogether different league from my experience at that time, rural Georgia or not. Tell you what, Bort, I'll make you a bet. Uh, okay. How can I refuse? Come here. I moved my face towards hers, but she frowned. Not you, lover boy, him. She pointed to Mr. Happy. Nonplussed. I duly moved my cock towards her face while remaining on my knees, and she propped herself on his shoulder to gain some needed height. She reached for, gently touched, and slowly stroked my already rock-rigid tool as she spoke. Here's the bet. If you can last five minutes, she smiled and arched her eyes. No doubt what was going to be happening in those five minutes. Then you can have it all. Okay, I nodded quickly, lest this delicious offer be snatched off the table. It's a good thing I had not tried to speak, because the very next second... Oh, oh, mm. Amy waxed my weasel with practice ease, and no doubt about it, she was good. It was wonderful. As her mouth cycled on my joint and her hands caressed me, I struggled to hold on. Other than the previous night, I had not jerked off for two whole days before picking her up in hopes of saving up for the big spending spree I had no guarantee of but fervently hoped to experience. Yeah, I know. We are pigs, just say it. In any case, I was brimming with eager swimmers. Ooh. I didn't dare look at or touch her body while she was servicing me, as I knew that would make me blow the bit, as it were. So I just knelt there and endured the velvet buzzsaw until a couple minutes into the test. Oh, fuck, I'm not going to make it. I could feel my balls pulling up into my scrotum, my dickhead swelling. It was about to happen. 
and she knew it, too, for all the same reasons. Victory was in her hands and mouth. But then she pulled me out, leaving me right on the edge, quivering, and looked up at me, smiling thinly. I was confused. What? You... We men are at our most articulate when close to orgasm. I just want to see if you're as good a lover as you are, smart and sweet. Now come here and give me a kiss. She hooked her hand behind my neck and pulled me down beside her. And we made love. And it was... Oh, my. It turns out I am, by the way, uh, but... I guess you'll just have to take my word for that, won't you? That was the end of part one of the gentler side of the caveman um, brought to you in your listening pleasure. (laughs) By me, Sandra London, written by Sea Lover. And, yeah, that was a mouthful, wasn't it? Hope you enjoyed that. That was part one, and there actually is a part two, which I would be happy, more than happy to read at another time. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, my doggy's groaning right now. He woke up. Alrighty, so what I'm going to do now <laughs> is give you guys a breather and let you catch your breath, and me too. And I'm going to put on a cool song. This is really, really good, um, and it's called Rain, and it's by Frank Joshua. Enjoy. Thank you. 
that was Rain by Frank Joshua. Be sure to check out more of Playtime with Sandra Radio on Naked Girls Radio at nakedgirlsradio.com. Basically, uh, at the very end of this broadcast. So go check it out, and you'll hear much more of the hottest up-and-coming independent music and more of my naughty bedtime stories, more Sandra London erotica. Also, feel free to check out SandraLondonTV.com, which is my YouTube channel, where you can see a lot of my sexy striptease dance videos and candid videos, and my erotica performed um, both, um, like, audio and visual. Yeah. (laughs) Audio-visual style, excuse me. (laughs) And there's also ToLiveAndGrindNully.com for even more Sandra London. That is my official website to liveandgrindinla.com but join me on nakedgirlsradio.com Talk to you soon. Ooh, how should I lead you out? Huh. Well, tune in next Sunday, uh, but stay tuned and head on over to nakedgirlsradio.com night. Bye-bye. Hello, all you sexy Naked Girls Radio listeners. Have yourself a naked day and make it a naughty night with me, Sandra London, on Playtime with Sandra every Sunday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 10 p.m. Central, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.